Stephen Carroll Kane on this Wednesday edition. As I said, we're going to keep our eyes and ears tuned to the Middle East. Uh, the president was speaking earlier. We carried that live in WTMJ. But no, now joining us live on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline is Congressman from Wisconsin, Brian Style. Good morning, Congressman. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. So I know you've got a, uh, at least the latest news was you have a vote scheduled today. Is that the case as of 931 local time here in Milwaukee? Is that still the case? Yeah, that that is the the plan, but these plans could change quickly. At 10 a.m. Central Time, uh, we are scheduled to go in and do another vote. That's ultimately going to be at the discretion uh, of the Speaker-designate Jim Jordan, along uh, with the Speaker pro temp Patrick McHenry, uh, on the timing, and that could that could change. Uh, but here's here's the problem, right? We just got to get it together in the House. There's so many major challenges our country is facing. In this process that we're in, which was called for by eight Republicans and every Democrat in the House to throw the United States House of Representatives into chaos, uh, is to the detriment, really, of the whole country. So I asked Congressman Glenn Grothman this question on Monday. All right, so who's going to be the leader? Who's going to fix this here? Because if this keeps spinning this way, the work of the people isn't getting done. Yeah, 100%. And so I was hopeful uh, that we would have come together initially uh, behind Steve Scalise. Then I was hopeful that we'd come together behind Jim Jordan. We continue to find individuals uh, that are allowing perfection to be the enemy of the good. And at a period of time where we have an unsecured border, we have raging uh, inflation and higher costs. We have an opportunity here to unleash American energy. We have our ally Israel under attack. This is a moment where I hope my colleagues will look and say, although this may not be perfect, we do need to come together for the sake of the country. Okay. Uh, Carol here. So who's going to be the one that's going to rally the troops? Who's going to be the leader that's going to say to the rest of of these guys, you and gals, you need to get it together, period. Yeah, if, if you have the answer to that, you, you won the, the million-dollar question. And, and that's the real frustration, and I don't mean it flippantly. I mean, we had uh, a, t- a difficult time through 15 ballots to get to Kevin McCarthy to start this Congress. Kevin McCarthy came in. He was doing a good job. He prevented the government from shutting down. That was positive. And he did that so that we could actually have the conversation about border security, about addressing spending, And then, obviously, since then, we've turned our attention uh, to conflicts in the Middle East where our ally Israel was attacked by terrorists. And eight individuals in the Republican conference, every Democrat uh, in the House of Representatives, voted to really turn this all upside down. And so where we go from here, uh, it's a challenge because we continue to see members um, that refuse to really come together and unify. And what that's really doing is, in part, giving the Biden administration a blank check uh, in some areas, but really at a period of time where we have very serious issues that we have to address, it also hamstrings the House of Representatives uh, in the short term, and hopefully we can break through this before too long. Congressman Brian Style joining us on WTMJ Now. So we're looking at this on our TVs or listening on the radio to what's going on in Washington, D.C., in this search for a speaker. I assume that Representative Jim Jordan is trying to at least get one-on-one with the 20 or so votes that he didn't get yesterday. Do you see that story going, he'll get some of those people, or is it going the opposite direction as, as of this moment? You know, it's, it's really one of those proof is in the pudding, and you don't know until you come to the floor. It was, it was some people thought that maybe there would only be six, seven, eight people that would vote away from the majority of the conference on the House floor. Obviously, at the end of the day, 20 did. 
what you're watching is kind of personal politics getting in the way of what I believe is the best interest of the country. I think it's really a moment in time where you need to unify. But again, in a very narrow majority where you only currently have a four seat majority with the absence that we have, this is a moment where you really can't lose anyone in threading this needle is incredibly difficult. It was shown to be difficult when Kevin McCarthy initially became speaker and then throwing him out midstream really causes chaos. Uh, is incredibly unproductive. I know you and I have talked about this before, but the the willingness to work across the aisle, that's something that essentially doomed the speakership of Kevin McCarthy, at least in, those, in the minds of those eight individuals who voted with the Democrats. So as somebody who thinks like I do, that there is, there's some opportunity in any discussion, any issue, to work across the aisle, how do you manage this, this discussion today and, and beyond, probably, more likely, where we're trying to get to a speaker, if there's so much discord within your own party, within our own party, how do you manage that? Yeah, it's a, it's a frustrating situation. I, I would say it's a small number uh, that's involved in the true discord, right? So eight Republicans out of 221 were able to throw us into disarray. 20 people yesterday uh, didn't come together uh, with the team. So it's, it's a small number of people. Here's the challenge, right, is where you have a narrow majority and you can only lose 2%, right? You can only lose four people. Everyone has a, a position of leverage, and some people are willing to put that aside for the sake of the team. Other people are trying to use their leverage to gain whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish at that moment in time. And so, as you said, Steve, in a period of time of divided government where we have uh, President Joe Biden, anything that's going to be done this year at the end of the day is going to require Republican and Democrat votes to get completed. And so allowing this dysfunction uh, really just serves the, the Democrats where the Senate and the White House will be able to run roughshod over the, over the House of Representatives. Uh, and there really just won't be a backstop and a check on the Biden administration. That gives me great pause, in particular, when we look at this administration's policies as it relates to the border, as it relates to spending, as it relates to energy. And so pulling us together so that we actually can have a speaker is going to be absolutely essential. You you understand how frustrating this is for the constituents, right? You, I mean, we just sit there and we. I yesterday after the vote was taken, I literally hung my head and I was just shaking, going, "What is happening? I don't understand why we can't act like adults." Well, you, you, I share the frustration. I was I was home all weekend. I was at a spaghetti dinner in Kenosha on uh, on Sunday, talking with people, and they're saying the same thing. Everyone's looking at this and saying, good grief, get your act together. And I share that frustration. I share that concern that so many people have at a period of time of great, really significant international actions occurring at a moment of time where it's important to be standing strong with our ally Israel against the terrorist attack they suffered with the global challenges we faced with Russia and communist China, uh, Iran looking to, to enter into this potentially. And so this is a moment where I think it's really important. And I think that the frustration that, that you feel and that, that I feel and that others feel uh, is the right, right reaction to this. And hopefully cooler heads prevail. But again, a very small number of people um, can, can really throw this into chaos. And it all goes back to me to the beginning of this now about two weeks ago, where eight Republicans and every Democrat in the House spun us into this chaos with no exit strategy and now we're recognizing how bad of an idea that was by those that voted to vacate the chair. Last question for you, Congressman, because I know you have a busy day ahead of you. So I've gotten about 
a dozen different versions of the same question from the, uh, the people listening to the show. So I'm going to ask it because it, it is a concern that's out there. How much of a factor for Representative Jordan is the fact that he was one of those individuals, and there was a lot of them in the House, who voted against the certification of the election? How big a factor is that in, is in his play to be the next Speaker of the House? When, when you're in the room with the, the 221 of my colleagues, the real question is who can unify us? If you look at any one person's voting record, you're going to find things you like and you dislike. We all vote our conscience uh, on the House floor, and, and he voted his on, on that specific issue. Um, that said, I think what we're really looking for is that man or woman that can truly unite us and allow us to then move forward, in which case we could actually do a lot of good for the country. And so I don't think it's any one vote uh, by any one person. It's really the personality traits that are needed to truly bring us together in a moment of time uh, where it's absolutely essential. And I think uh, Steve Scalise had that. I think Jim Jordan had that. I think Kevin McCarthy had that, which is why he was our speaker. And finding that next man or woman is clearly a challenge. But I'm optimistic uh, that at the end of the day, we're going to get there. I'll, I'll make it even a longer period. By the end of this week, will we have a new speaker of the House? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm hopeful. If you turn on your TV, you'll see me. I'm the the tally clerk down front, and I'm stuck there counting all these votes. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, nobody wants to be out of there more than me, and so I'm optimistic. For the sake of the country, I hope we're able to do this. Um, it is a cast of characters, though, in the United States House of Representatives, and so until we're done, we're not done. But I'm going to continue to work to make sure that we get a speaker so we can get on with the work of the American people. Well, Constant. being a good Janesville boy, I think you should do it. <laughs> Hard pass. Hard pass for me, but I do think we'll be able to identify a, a good, strong uh, man or woman to step up to do the job. Congressman Brian Stout, I appreciate your time. I know you got a busy day ahead. I, I wish you good luck, and hopefully at some point this week we'll have a new Speaker of the House. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. All right, Congressman Brian Stout, my congressman in the 1st Congressional District. So I, I know him fairly well, met him a, a number of times, and it's great that he's willing to share his thoughts on the big story in Washington is the election of a Speaker. And I, I don't share... Whatever confidence he had, which seemed not that much, on the fact that we'll have something decided this week. It's Wednesday, and barring some unforeseen circumstance, I don't see that happening. Well, the constant use of the word chaos does not instill any trust in my book. He's constantly he was constantly saying it's chaotic, it's chaotic. Oh yeah. boy. And if you if you look at how he answers some of those questions, he's more aligned with Kevin McCarthy than I think he is with Jim Jordan. That's just my take as knowing him as I do.